Hello everyone, welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing today, Tyler? This point in the game, I am better now. It's always refreshing to hear that phrase from you. Thank you. Always, it, it, it's like one of the most stable things about my week. Whenever you, whenever you come around, I can always count on you saying, better now. Makes I'm better me now. feel warm and fuzzy that I can provide that for you. Yeah, I know the one, the one piece of stability that I have left in my life now that all of my uh, assets are frozen and everything around me is crumbling to pieces. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are having a fantastic week. Uh, as of this far, today we are talking about. Uh, one of the most buzzed about rec- I, I feel like we say something similar to this every time we record. It's probably just, like, a buzzkill at this point. But you know what? This has been one of the most buzzed about records of the year. Uh, at least in my circles. Maybe not in the grander scheme of things. But, uh, if it, if it is not, then it deserves to be. We are talking about the new Run the Jewels album, RTJ4. And goddamn, are we excited. Because, well, actually, Tyler, how long have you known about Run the Jewels? I'm curious. I have, they have been on my radar since Legend Has It. Is that what the song is called? Yeah. Since that came out. That was the first time that they appeared on my radar. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't really a part of any rap scene at that point, my music listening. That was a little, it was was a precursor to my my rap influence. Mm -hmm. So I feel that. They have been a band that I have gone back to even recently in the past like week and discovered how good some of their other material is. And yeah. I'm very happy that I've done so because Immaculate Projects. Yeah. Some the, of them are pretty close. Yeah. This is I this was one of my most anticipated albums of the year, especially after earlier I listened all the way through to Run the Jewels 2. And that that project smacks so much ass that it's unbelievable. And both of their other albums, all of them are just run the jewels. They're, they're, they're self-titled projects. Uh, this one, you guessed it, being the fourth one. Um, since uh, 2013? Yeah, since 2013. And they've all been uh, released to uh, welcoming critics. Uh, these guys are very well known and very well respected in their own game. Um, even... Uh, separately, Run the Jewels is comprised of two different people, uh, one being LP, uh, and the other one being, of course, Killer Mike, both of whom are very, very well-renowned in their own circles, uh, and rightfully so, they're two very talented individuals. Lyrics are on point, their flow game on point, and I can't remember, I, I, I know that LP, I believe, has done production for a number of people. I can't remember if Killer Mike does anything like that please post an angry comment down below or wherever you can post an angry comment so uh, i mean I, I guess that's a little bit of background on them they've released uh, of course up to this up until this point four albums um since 2013 run the jewels 2 was in 2014 the year directly after and then run the jewels 3 was in 2016 and that was the album that legend has it was off of and i think the big sim- single off of this new project is ooh la la I've seen it featured around in, like, some TV shows recently. Which is really surprising. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, it's probably the, it's probably, like, the easiest to, uh, digest of the songs, I'd say. I guess. Um, but, 
these guys span uh, a whole lot of the hip-hop spectrum, whether that be hardcore or conscious hip-hop. Some some trap every once in a while. Um, you'll hear that nice rubbery sub bass every once in a while. But a lot of it is hardcore, and it... it Again, I will say that it smacks so much ass, like, it is so satisfying to hear Run the Jewels uh, just do their thing, uh, and I think we were we were listening to Killer Mike on the Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan said something along the lines of, your music is like workout music or something. What was the exact quote? Do you remember? I don't remember the exact quote, but he was just saying your, that your music is workout music and it makes me want to move i can't sit still listening to it yeah because it's a it's very physical a lot of the times that stays true with this new album um now the rollout was interesting because they released it i can't remember how early they released it maybe it was just a week in advance but they went on social media and they dropped the album early and they were like yeah fuck this we're not holding on to this any longer we are giving it to the people um this came in the midst of all of the George Floyd things, rest in peace, rest, God rest his soul, all of the rioting, it came in the middle of that, basically, and at the, at the, at the high point of that whole debacle. In retrospect, and in that moment, very, very poignant, um, and we, we will get into why, but, uh, as far as Run the Jewels career goes, I would say that this is just, this is another installment. This is like another, another notch in their totem pole. This isn't, a diversion of any point. This is them sticking to their big, nasty, powerful guns. And I, I guess I, that's all I can say to really preface it. Or, or, do you have anything to add in particular? If not, then I suppose we can get into the next section where we can talk about the music. So, RTJ4 was released on June the 3rd. It is 11 songs, 38 minutes. Looking at Run the Jewels' other projects, it's pretty easy to tell when you are listening to a Run the Jewels song or album. They have a very um, straightforward approach a lot of times. It's kind of just balls to the wall, hits you in the face, uh, basically immediately. It, it is very physical. I will I will use that term again because it, there are there are few artists that come to my mind that uh, come across just quite as forward and as fucking robust as uh, Run the Jewels are, uh, especially as a collective. And following their last project, which came out three years ago at this point, um, I mean, there was there was much anticipation for this project, uh, and there was a lot of hype to live up to for the both of them. Um, and things started looking really, really good when they dropped the singles Yankee and the Brave and Ooh La La, uh, featuring D uh, Greg Nice and DJ Premier, because th these singles fucking did their job. They they got the hype train rolling and it didn't stop it just, i was I, I personally was on these songs 
for the next couple of months until the album came out because they're they're just so fucking good. Yankee and the Brave with its machine gun snares at the beginning. It is just so hype. Um, along with the bombastic flows of both LP and Killer Mike, they both fucking kill it on the mic. One thing about this project, though, it immediately struck me uh, when listening, especially to Yankee and the Brave uh, in particular, and I think Killer Mike's verse on Ooh La La, they're angry. They're really, really pissed off, and you you can kind of diverge that from their previous albums. You can you can get those vibes, but something about this is particularly disturbed. Like they they are not happy uh, about the current state of things, and I would. I, I'd say rightfully so. I mean, there there are a lot of things to be upset at right now, especially especially in the U.S. There, you have a right. I'll give it to you. And Ooh La La is equally as hype, honestly. It's just, it's so much of a banger. Along with the now iconic line uh, that Killer Mike drops about whipping his penis out and pissing on their shoes in public, that's going to go down in rap history as one of the greatest lines ever to be written. I guess if there is one thing, I guess, that I would say to preface this section in particular is that going into this from these two singles, I was expecting things to be a little bit angrier, especially as the year went on and things started escalating, and I guess we can get into the poignancy of this project as well uh, here in a second. But I started off with Yankee and the Brave being, being my clear frontrunner in terms of which songs I thought slapped the most and the more that I went back to it there were some like real standouts to me especially of, of course Yankee and the Brave also Walking in the Snow I love the beat on Never Look Back I love the closer and how raw and emotional it is there are a lot of incredible moments on this thing how personal the last track is too oh my god they and get hella also hats off to them adding adding a couple of i think it might have just been one line um about the riots like when they put it out they have they do have a george floyd line i believe it's on it's on walking in the snow yeah holy holy shit Holy shit. Did they go back into this and decide that this needed to come out now? That they needed what they said to be heard? Like, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, that was like a collective decision. I'm fairly certain. Like I, they, it, they, they couldn't have dropped it at a better moment in time. Something that I don't get from a lot of albums is the fact that I want certain communities to be hearing this. I think that this can be extremely therapeutic for the right people. And I think that this album, paired with the intelligence that LP and Killer Mike have, they're both very, very smart people. They're brilliant. Well-spoken. Know their shit. There's nothing about this project that screams they're about themselves. Mm -mm. They are a band that, in a way, is for the people and they're representing a bigger picture and i think that i've gotten this more on this project than on any of their other projects and that is like 
incredible and coming in at the perfect time. And I think that this project is going to age extremely well. Mm. I think it came in the perfect time. I think that by not waiting that last week, I think that they did, they made the right decision 100%. I I don't have a lot of problems with this album. I really don't. All, this is very typical for Run the Jewels, though. All of their instrumentals are whack. Their sampling is very much distinct to their taste and how they produce and the way that they write their music. It's very subtle as well. The sampling jobs are never, it's never really like in your face or anything. It's more, it's less of a centerpiece and more of a supporting act for them. And uh, just their, their, the, the subtlety that they use in their sampling is really fantastic. And there's a good balance between anger and humor on this album too even on yankee and the brave you have the line about killer mike being too big and fucking up his levi's and (laughs) there's just things like that that come in and it is it lightens the tension and also just uh, it lets you into their mind a little bit Mm -hmm. i love this band i don't have a lot of problems with this album at all the features too. Features what were um I was gonna say the feature list is impressive. Especially when we get to track seven, just featuring Pharrell, Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Rocha from fucking Rage Against the Machine. Are you joking? That is that that just that song, those two features, that is like that is like Jesus Christ coming down and blessing your record with his own two hands. Like, having these people on your track is insane. Uh, Pharrell Williams, of course, being the goat that he is, and Zach De La Rocha being a, a legend in both the hard rock and hip-hop worlds. He kind of hops them both. Um, and that is, like, I, I would be shitting my britches, dude, if, if I had people like that on a track. The feeling that they must have gotten just from being sort of endorsed by these two people it must like that must be very satisfying to have on your record and if if i can like add one more thought i liked what you said about how this can be like very therapeutic for some people to hear and i think that on the other side of the coin if 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 we're looking at it it can also be extremely insight insightful for some circles of people who need to hear this i i think that yeah there are gonna people that are gonna get a lot of catharsis out of this uh being as angry and as driven as it is um but there are a lot of people who need to hear this message as well there are a lot of i mean i guess there's a lot of ignorance in the world still and there there are people that need to hear the messages and just the reasoning behind uh some of these things because i gotta tell you these guys are persuasive in more ways than one and it is impressive to hear them kind of speak their mind on all of these topics, whether it be uh, the police brutality or whether it be being true to yourself as a human being, uh, trying to make it through the scum of the earth and sort of just live your life. Um, everything that they talk about, it's obvious that they're speaking from experience. I I mean, all power to them for it because it, it is truly impressive. And uh, the guns that they pull out and show across the record are fucking bar none they are in they these guys just blew it out of the fucking water in terms of if i'm going to get nitty-gritty with this i i want to say one of the things that stood out to me across a couple of these instrumentals especially listening it to it back the last time that i did i noticed how eerie and how 
harrowing some of the instrumentals are, whether that be on um, Walking in the Snow or the the second part, the the phase two of Holy Calamafuck, <laughs> or whether it be on the song Never Look Back or A Few Words for the Firing Squad, the final track. These instrumentals have such, a, such an eerie and almost like a spooky, but in like, it's almost scary the atmosphere that these tracks put off whether that be the 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 stuttering synths on never look back and just the spaciousness of the beat or walking in the snow uh which is a banger of a fucking song um but especially paired with the lyrical content i wanted to get to that the the george floyd line here because it is very very again poignant and it's kind of ironic that this track is walking is called walking in the snow because this is one of the coldest tracks on here and i feel like that is the more i listen to it i feel like that especially with the hook and everything that is a constant decision but there are like a lot of lines calling out pseudo christians on this track a couple of lines mentioning jesus uh saying uh i think this is lp's verse pseudo christians y'all indifferent kids in prisons ain't in a sin shit if even one scrap of what jesus taught connected you'd feel different what a disingenuous way to piss away existence i don't get it he's he's fucking mad he's upset and god is the 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 hook uh just got done walking in the snow god damn that motherfucker cold fits so well with what they're saying lyrically here and killer mike's verse is he talks about how basically from birth it is predestined that especially minorities people who are people people who are of color and people who are generally in uh worse economic scenarios than other people are predestined especially with our prison system they are predestined to fail they are predestined to fit into the uh prison and slave labor that the u.s system currently feeds into that that fucking carnivorous loop it's terrible it really is and they call it out on the nose killer mike's line about jesus because he pulls it up again he where he says all of us serve the same masters all of us nothing but slaves never forget in the story of jesus the hero was killed by the state there are so many lines on this song that just that hit me so hard, especially on the uh, police brutality line where he says, and you go, and you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there on the couch or in the, in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly, but truly the travesty is that you've been robbed of your empathy and you've replaced it with apathy. Uh, and then he goes on to say that he wishes he could go and go into the future and, uh, he wishes he could go into the future and tell everybody how fucked up the situation will be because it's at the end of the day is it a, it is a vicious cycle. And once the, once one minority class has been ruled out, they'll go after another. And eventually it'll all just be a couple people at the top, the top 1% of the world and the rest of us are all going to be eating shit. And that is a very, very poignant thought. And there are a lot of other thoughts like that 
on this album, whether that be on just... By the way, Zach De La Rocha goes far harder than he ever needed to. He's fucking shrieking on some of the parts of this this song, and Pharrell Williams does a very good job of balancing out the energy with that very, like, chill, almost laid-back hook, where he's kind of just riding it, and you you can tell he's having fun with it. Like, the mastered economics, um, and then he's calling everybody slaves and shit. God, that song, this song is so good. It's such a fucking banger. Holy Calamafuck. The first time that I listened to it, I was not expecting the switch in the second half. And God, does the tribal beat start going fucking ballistic uh, on this track as well. And I want to talk about a few words for the Firing Squad, because this track pretty much remains like drumless until the final leg of the song and i think this is the perfect closer to go out on because this is the most personal that they get across the album detailing their own personal lives their own significant others especially killer mike going into how um people around him have said that he can be the next martin luther or the next malcolm x and his wife telling him that she needs a husband more than the world needs another martyr there's the saxophone that plays in the background as well and it's glorious and it's it, the the beat is pulsating it's it's like it's almost like a really fast heartbeat it's almost like a fight or flight thing towards the end of the song uh it goes off into this orchestra orchestral piece where it kind of climaxes and things start to get chaotic and everything becomes cacophonous and it kind of caves in on itself and at the very end of the record and it's funny because this is almost like motown like stevie wonder mixed with like a daft punk thing it's really fucking weird but it goes out with the spoken word piece and i guess you could from this derive that this album is slightly conceptual because it details it's about this these two people uh yankee and the brave these two people who are on the run from the cops um, who've been forced into this life of almost being like nomads because they've been they've been chased out of their previous lives and they're they they're less like friends and more like brothers and they would shoot each other in the back of the head if they have to it's it's really great i'm not doing it justice to speaking it for it myself but god does it make me want to go back and listen to the rest of the album again it makes me want to start from track one and listen all the way back through the album and to this day that is how i feel and i i i don't get that from many albums once once the end comes around it's like wow that was incredible a lot of the times for me i i never get holy shit i i need to listen to that again because it was the final track did its fucking job okay that's just that's what i'm gonna leave it at thank you for coming to my ted talk this wasn't a perfect album, we'll get into why, but this has been one of my favorite projects this year. Easily, easily speaking. This album lived up to the hype, no doubt. So, uh, I guess we can get into uh, what we didn't like here. This probably will be way shorter than my rant, but hey, let's do it. This album wasn't perfect, and there are a few spots that drag it back. Goonies vs. E.T. is the first point on the album where I had an issue. And it's not a large issue, or sizable of any matter like that. But I don't particularly care for the narrative, the story, the direction of the song itself. I didn't like the hook. I thought it was a bit of a step back, and it feels like a B-side, which 
the instrumental would be better used on uh, Meow the Jewels too. <laughs> I, I think that would have been a better use of everyone's time in this situation. Meow the Jewels. <laughs> there were a few spots that I thought that the beats were stronger than others, and of course that's going to be the case. But when you have an album this good, you kind of run out of problems to look at. So there were some songs where, I mean, even even track eight, Never Look Back, I love the song, but the beat didn't excite me as much as the- It's more of- As much as Walking in the Snow, or as much as Holy Kalamafuck and the switch-ups, or of course, Yankee and the Brave, just the most badass way to ride in on a horse to an album. Yeah. Like- the never look back i think is also more of like a um it's more of like a chill moment interestingly yeah, enough it's i don't really have a, don't have a problem a with catching your breath on an album because this this album is physically exhausting it is like it's a physical record it's a hit after hit yeah. after hit after hit after I'd, hit I'd imagine it's that, like going up against floyd mayweather and you're fucking five two you weigh two uh, uh uh about 110 pounds and he's kicking your ass and you're, he's kicking your fucking ass yeah. dude yeah that's that's yeah that's what this record is in the best way possible and maybe me. never look back is that moment where you're sitting in the corner and getting your face taped up mm-hmm kind of where i'm at uh, i feel the same way just kind of I, I feel the same way about the ground below i feel like the even though i really like the direction that they took with uh i feel like they kind of took after rage against the machine on this one with the guitars and everything uh and the fucking knocking ass beat but i found the mixing to be a little questionable especially with the guitars being so low uh and i said before that they in terms of sampling and stuff like that they are far more subtle but i felt like the guitars need to be more forward uh less thin in the mix uh a little bit more filled out less less treble it kind of they were kind of weak kind of weak ass guitars and that made me sad a little bit because um otherwise the song was great i think that's just not their thing fully understand i disagree i think they could pull it off completely if they kind of if they just were as ballsy about it as they were about yankee and the fucking brave who do you uh, think was playing the guitars I don't know, actually. I don't know who. You, is, I don't you gotta know purchase the, the vinyl to yeah, find that out. Probably. Well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't research that far into it, but I didn't have. I. I didn't have any like overarching problems with this as the thing. The, the track list flowed basically perfectly to, besides a few duds. Everything flowed into one another, especially when it got to Holy Callum of fucking Goonies versus E.T. flowed into each other perfectly. Same with uh, The Ground Below and Pulling the Pin. And I think the last three tracks kind of flowed into each other like perfectly. And despite there being duds in the track list, this album was sick. And it, it said so many things that needed to be said in 2020. And I hope this reaches the people that need to hear it most. Because I'm one of those people. I needed to hear this shit. And there are people that need to get their head out of their asses and be like, oh shit, something needs to happen. And I, I almost feel like this album is a, a, a rallying call. Like, this is fucking stick to your guns uh, or else people are going to come get your ass. I don't know. That was a terrible way to put it. But... Regardless, this album was great. Uh, let's just fucking close it out. That's that's what you're waiting for anyway. You just want the fucking score. So let's do it. <laughs> I'm sitting here giving mental applause to this album uh, for everything that it accomplished. The beats pretty much through and through. 
fucking incredible. LP and Killer Mike all the way through were lyrically and topically on point. Their delivery was incredible. The way that they rode their beats are great. Their feature list was jam-packed full of hit after hit. Uh, in my opinion, especially the start and the finish of this record closed out on two inc er, opened and closed on two incredibly high notes. Everything, basically everything in between was fucking great. It was like a glory sandwich. It was just like, it's yeah, this is one of my favorite albums of the year for sure. I guess that's my summation. Go ahead. Lay it on me. Run the jewels did what they do best and angrier this time. I think that's fair to say said what they needed to say. I think they got it all out. There weren't any terrible spots on the album for me. There weren't even really any bad spots. There's just tracks that I prefer more than others. And that's the one of the best things that you can have on a project. I, I could take any of these songs any day of the week. I don't have any issues with them that are so big that I'm not going to listen or probably even skip the track. This is one that I would own on vinyl, and when I can afford to do so, Proudly, I yeah. will be owning on vinyl, because I want to slap this through those speakers. Amazing. Can I give a score? Fucking two thumbs up from here, so yeah, go for it. I'm feeling like a low to mid nine. 9.3. I'm right 9. there, 2, I was about to say. 9.2 to 9.3. Yeah. Uh I think that's the highest score I've given an album this year. This might be my favorite album of the year so far. I think it um, is. Moses Sumney was close. Moses Sumney was close. Fucking incredible record from him. Uh, go check that out. But Run the Jewels fucking slapped ass and took names. They really, they destroyed the game. They tore up the playing field. And it feels like every time they, dro they drop a new album, a fucking earthquake hits the music scene, especially in the rap game. It's just, it the waves are felt, especially depending on which circles you're in. So, to LP and Killer Mike, to those who did their job on this record, whoever made the beats and everything, fucking incredible. Again, I am giving you a mental standing ovation. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much about it. Love this record. Go fucking listen. Go ahead, get us out of here. Give us your give us your trademark lines. I'm waiting. I'm waiting in anticipation. Give them to me. Come on. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you have been sound. Audited. We have new episodes Friday and Sunday, both times 9 a.m. Sometimes join Sunday. Us there, Eastern. Yeah, sometimes Sunday. We're getting into it, though, Sunday. This semester's coming up. You're going to have to bear with us uh, through that. Uh, hopefully, Corona doesn't spike up again like it already has but yeah interfere too much foreshadowing it'll be interesting to see by the time this comes out how again to all of progressed you, or yeah degressed uh, to all of you out there continue to stay safe be smart about the way you handle yourself in public especially if you're in crowded areas just be safe please try to limit the number of people you're macking out with yeah for your safety no and their interaction absolutely not absolutely not Follow Run the Jewels on Instagram, Killer Mike LP. They are fantastic people. If you're interested, check out the, the Joe Rogan interview with Killer Mike. If you want to get a deeper mindset into what he's Fucking going on, stellar. That dude is smart as shit. Yeah, uh, I would. One of the smartest people in the rap game. I'm like, comfortable with promoting that podcast. Yeah, like that. That was an awesome episode. If we could ever achieve anything like any of the milestones that Joe Rogan has gotten to, I will be so fulfilled. Number one show on the internet. 
Yeah, really. It's it, it, all props to the guy for yeah. doing what he does. You inspire us. It's great. You can email us at soundaudits at gmail.com. We would love to hear your music or talk to you or whatever the case may be. You can follow us on Instagram at soundaudits. You could also check out our Twitter at soundaudits. You can also check out our website, soundaudits.com. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash soundaudits and donate or you can go into our podcast description which whatever app you are using to listen to this you can find it that more fucking link boy yeah for the price of two gumballs you can support two broke college kids only 99 cents and you can help us with ramen and fucking buying pencils and buying that nature Ian pencils and yeah Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Again, stay safe. We will see you next week. Until then, fucking peace out, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs>